Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it is the day after Valentine's Day, 2024. So I hope you had a good one. It's February 15th, obviously, just in case you didn't know that. And thanks so much for being with us today. Got a show for you today. We're going to take a visit to suburban St. Louis, the St. Anne. Uh, Missouri, and we're going to meet uh, a wonderful reading specialist over at Holman Middle School in the Pattonville. She's going to explain that to me, Pattonville School District. Okay, we're going to find out why it's called Pattonville. So, Trina, get ready. We're going to talk to Trina Cornell. Trina is the author of a recent article that appeared in District Administration Magazine, an excellent magazine for superintendents and leaders, school leaders, district leaders, etc. Five Ways Leaders, this is the name of the article, can help teachers inspire students to love reading. And again, Trina is a um, reading specialist. I want to thank my good friends over at Discovery for uh, finding Trina for me and letting me know about the article. And so I'm so glad she's going to be on with us today. We're going to archive the show over at Ace. (laughs) By the way, my voice sounds funny because about two minutes before the show started, I started to have a sneezing fit. So I sneezed about 27 times. Okay, luckily that's done, but this is the remnants of it, so I apologize for that. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, and um, like we always do, all our podcasts are over there. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. So our magazine is over there, which is called Equity and Access. It's a nice online journal. I hope you take a minute to go over there and read it and enjoy it. And uh, we also have our Equity Awards program, which I hope you get interested in. We're very proud of what we do in, in, in all regards regarding equity and education. And uh, so that's what we do over at ace-ed.org, and everything's free over there. So please go over, check it out, and enjoy it. Now let me say good morning to Trina Cornell. Trina, my name's Larry Jacobs. Call me Larry. How you doing? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Well, I am just fine. Okay, so tell me how come you're in St. Anne, Missouri, and it's the Pattonville School District. How come it's not the St. Anne School District? There you go. Let's start there. <laughs> I know, right? Well, yeah, so it's interesting Patton? here. In, Pattonville yeah. is a, it's a community district. Here in St. Louis County, we have community oh. districts. So the community, I mean, we live in St. Anne. The kids live in St. Anne, but it's called the Pattonville School District. And there are probably 30-plus school districts within St. Louis County. So we are in the northern part. Yeah, we are in the northern part of St. Louis County. It's it's interesting because, uh, you know, so do do all the kids in Pattonville live in St. Anne? That's a good question. Uh, Yes, they live in in two communities, actually. They live in St. Anne, and they also live in a neighboring community called Bridgeton. Well, so we've been Maine, very close to a community called Bridgeton. So there you go. Okay, there, yeah. there you go. That's awesome. Okay, good <laughs> enough. <laughs> okay, how long have you been a reading specialist over at Holman Middle School? I have been a reading specialist at Holman for the last eight years, and I've been in education for the last seventeen years. So I've been wow. I've done a lot of things in a lot of different states, <laughs> but I've landed in St. Louis teaching reading, and I and I love it. I wouldn't do anything else. What, what other states were you in since you brought it up? Well, I started off in Arkansas for what's college at Harding University. So I spent oh. three years teaching English and um, yep, English and science in Arkansas. Then I oh. moved back to Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. 
So I moved yep. back to be closer to my family, and I taught math there for a year. And then in all that process, I met my husband, who is from up here in St. Louis, and he transplanted me up here, and I've been up here ever since. <laughs> and you are a tra- transplant, but you have a very interesting background because you are a reading specialist. You just, So far, you've taught science and math. Okay, and science, math, okay. and ELA, and I've taught social studies there for a little bit too. So I've taught all the core subjects at some point in my career. That's amazing, and I congratulate you on that. How'd you wind up teaching math? That's amazing. Then going into uh, reading, especially that's wow. What were, what were uh, you it's, trained? It's, I'm it's just kind of curious now. What were you trained as? I know just, it's all yeah. the things, right? So, um, so when I went to college, my degree was in middle school education. And in the state of Arkansas, when I took the practice test, it certified me in all four core subjects, English, history, I'll math, be... science. So I I've, didn't know I've that was possible. All four of those. Uh-huh. And wow. then my master's degree is in reading. So that's where the reading piece comes in. Wow. So I'm the jack of all trades. I you, can you do really, it all. You really are. And I'm going to ask you a funny question. By the way, my wife was a, has a master's degree in reading, too. Okay, so I know okay, what you have awesome. to go through to get that. There you go. But I'm, I'm just <laughs> curious, okay? Uh, this is going to be a very funny question, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you teach me. Are you, are you good at math? You know, how good are you, how good I are wasn't you at the math? best. <laughs> I wasn't the best in school, but I, my mother was a high school math teacher, so she oh, wow. was how I got through all my math classes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yep. That is, that is funny. That is I, she made me take the highest very... level, too. She wouldn't let me off. She was oh, like, you're man. taking math all four years, and you're going through calculus. I'm like, okay, Mom. I would have done, <laughs> <laughs> I would have done a lot better in math. My father had been a math teacher, I can tell you that much. Wow. Uh-huh. That's, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, never, I never knew that you could get certified in middle school education anywhere. I thought you had to have – I always thought you had everywhere. I thought that is subject orientation, and I guess not, because like well, I guess like elementary my, my education, focus. why not? Yeah, you know I, exactly still, right. Yeah, my degree wow. focus was in English and social studies, but if for the state of Arkansas, if you took the middle school praxis that had all four subjects in it and you passed all four subjects, they went ahead and certified you in the other two. I'll be so doing them. Why not? Yeah, why yeah, not? I know, right? Why not? And that's why I taught science first year out of the gate. I had no idea what I, I was taught, doing, I, but it was fun. <laughs> I, I taught social studies, and I can't even imagine me being a math teacher. I can't even – it's like the wild – that, that would be like uh, – I can't – you know, I just could not do it. That's just amazing. Wow. I congratulate yes. you on all this. And obviously, you're a darn good reading specialist down there. And you're really, Well, thank you. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. And we need – I mean, reading – you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and I always make the joke that reading is the only, those are the three R's, and but reading is the only one that actually begins with R, okay? That's what's the first one, and it's the most important, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, exactly. um, you know, if you can't read, you can't do anything, okay? You got you to gotta exactly. be able to read. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's that simple. All right, and, he, and that goes, that's across the board, okay? Because everything's with uh, the instruction manual. You know, I can't even say enough about that. Everybody knows that. The Mm -hmm. crowd we're talking to certainly knows it. Okay. So you've been reading special. So what prompted you? This is interesting. Okay. You wrote Mm -hmm. an article in District Administration Magazine. That's a darn good magazine. I did. And that is a basically, yeah, it is. Congratulations. And it's a basically superintendents and their cabinets. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. District Mm -hmm. Administration. 
okay? So to get that article in there is pretty cool. You must have had some interesting experiences, okay, in, in, in St. Mm-hmm. Anne or whatever district you, wanted, you, were, you kind of referred to in your article. Five Ways Leaders, and I have it linked here if you want to read it, it's a good article. Five Ways Leaders, this is important, can help teachers inspire students to love reading. Okay, and mm-hmm. the first thing, and I'm, I let me get the article here. I have it right here. For goodness sakes, I wanted to get to it. The first thing, Trina, that you wrote about is, and I thought this was interesting. Ed tech options. Finding that this is the administrator's situation to find the, the right ed tech options for your student population. Okay, mm-hmm. so we a little detail on that, and that that is their responsibility, but they need help to get the right products in there. Just talk about what you wrote about under that first category, finding the right options. Yeah, just let's go down the list and, 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 you know, how how administrators can help teachers inspire kids to read. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, administrators, I mean, they honestly, they need to know their student population. The Pattonville School District, we are proud to say that we are the most diverse school district in the state of Missouri. We have all different types of Students and levels, you name it, we've got it. So our district is very diverse, which means you need to find the right ed tech that's going to fit your population. You know, and we had an outdated program that we used prior to Dreambox Reading Plus, which is what we use through Discovery Ed now. Um, But our technology was moving. um, It was improving. It was upgrading. And the program was not. You know, it just wasn't adapting to what we were using anymore. So it was outdated. The kids were bored with it. So we needed something new. So I partnered with a friend of mine at another district who was using Dreambox Reading Plus at the time. And I went and observed her classes. And I brought it back to my district. And I said, this is what we need for our kids watching it in action in her class. We can do this here and we can see success with it. So that's what I did. And we proposed it. We've had it for the last um, seven, eight years, and our kids, on average, yeah. every year are seeing 2.5 years worth of growth in their comprehension. Wow. It's huge. More important, more important these the days than level. ever. More important these days because yes. they lost time with the pandemic. Everywhere. Yes, yes. Okay. The pandemic so, really kind of set us all back. Everybody's got gaps now, and we're seeing yes. our caseload has expanded tremendously because of that. You know, there are more and more kids that need this support. And Dreambox Reading Plus, what we use, is so adaptable to everybody. Um, the biggest thing, the right, finding the right tech option, you want to find something that adapts to where the student is. You know, personalized learning is a big thing. It's a big thing here in Pattonville. We, we're very big proponents of it. And Dreambox Reading Plus is so great because it puts the kid where they are comfortably to start. So they feel success immediately, which is awesome. And then as they move through the program, it gets a little bit more challenging. It's that, it's, it's a growth. You know, it's everybody grows at a different level. I have some kids that speed through it and do great and reach their level very quickly. And then I have some of those kids that, you know, take their time. And, it's, and I love the way how adaptable it is in that way because it puts them right where they are in comprehension and vocabulary and helps them work toward achievable goals over a period of time. It's amazing. I was gonna, I was gonna, I talked to, my next question was going to be, what did you see there that got you? But you answered the question already, so I think that's great. Well, hello. Okay, so thank you very much for that. I'm literally sure. going to ask you that. Okay, so that's what you saw. That's what's happening. And that's what it's, what's working. Uh, is Holman mm-hmm. the only middle school in, in Pattonville? 
It is not. We have a, a sister middle school, Patville Heights, and they use the same program as well. That's, that's actually was going to be my question, okay, as the kids go into – I have another question on this as the kids go into high school. What about in the elementary schools? Is, I, mean, I don't know enough about Dreambox Reading, but um, are, are, do they use it in elementary or do they start using it in middle school? <clears throat> I believe they are using it grades three through five um, at oh, the cool. elementary level currently, and they actually have come out with a new – um, K2 version called Reading Park that can be implemented from oh. kindergarten, first and second grade. So oh, there you it's, go. It's, we're, we're almost a K8 Reading Plus district, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that is pretty good. But there has to be my other question on that. And uh, back when I was a teacher, which was the year six, it was before the uh, Greek Civil War in the uh, in the Peloponnesian <laughs> Wars. Okay, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I was a history teacher. And none of us really, except for maybe the English teachers, and back then it was called English, not ELA, okay? Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not that old, but it seems like I'm that old, okay? I know. But, I, my, hey, but my, my classes were called English, too, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but none of the teachers, and you were a math teacher, you were a science teacher, etc. none of us were really taught to understand that a lot of the kids have reading difficulties, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just assigned reading as social studies, assumed they could read. Okay. Sure. But a lot of kids mm-hmm. obviously were having troubles we, that we couldn't assess or we didn't even think about, you know, way back when. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, that has changed. And, you know, and I'm yes. curious with, 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 the, with a product like, I'm, I don't want this to be an infomercial on Dreambox, but with, with sure. Dreambox no. Reading Plus, and we're going to use it, use it as an example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are the are the other subject teachers, how do they relate to you in terms of the kids reading? Do they understand that this is important, that they, it's important that they understand this too? The science teacher, the math teacher, the social studies teacher, how's the reading infiltrate the other uh, subjects from your point of view? Oh, madam, a reading specialist. Yeah, you know what I'm well, asking what we, here, I hope. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. But what we see is we give assessments at the beginning of the year to just see where everybody is, you know, just to get a get a feel of where everybody's level is. And some kids do great. And, you know, coming out of the summer, right out of the gate, you get a little yeah. rusty. So we got yeah. some kids that score a little low. But Someday then they we'll grow over the time yeah. and you're like, yes, exactly. Yeah. So what we do is we look at we look at those kids coming in and we look at everybody, you know, where everybody's scores are. And the ELA teachers actually administer that test for us. So they administer that test. We get that data, and then we start combing through and saying, okay, who really needs this class? Who really needs yep. some some reading support? And then we start pulling those kids in. We each – there are three reading specialists at my school, and we each have a case wow. – our caseload combined. Where there's 150 kids in all of our classes right now. So they see us for a dedicated 47 minutes a day. Um, in their schedule, so it's outside of their ELA class. So they have ELA, but they also have a reading class with me and my other other people that work with me. And so they get that support, and um, I think the biggest thing they struggle with is they get those readers in there, and then they they don't know what to do. You know, it's they're like, I have so many of them. The number of them now is overwhelming because of COVID and the gaps and things like that. So they get really overwhelmed and they come to us and say, okay, what can we do? What can we do? 
you know, and the biggest thing we encourage them to do is to use some of those tier one strategies, you know, where everybody gets, gets support in what you're doing on the reading side as well. So that means level text, you know, give it, give it to them at a level that they understand. Or, you know, doing those check-ins and check-outs. You know, really, we really try to support our ELA teachers at that tier one level because reading is considered a tier three at our school, which means, you know, they've tried a few things at ELA, the child's not growing, so then they come to us and we start working with them. So we are really just try we are really there to support ELA and just encourage them and say, you're doing all the things to support these kids. Don't be overwhelmed. We'll take care of the ones that need us the most. How do the kids see reading? The kids who are struggling with reading, I know a lot of kids are good readers. They read a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. But for the kids you're dealing with, okay, and just, which is just mm -hmm. an average kid. That's who we're dealing with here. Sure. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, how do they see reading? And I know sometimes reading can be a struggle, but do, do they see the importance of reading? Do kids see that these days? And you're a reading well, teacher. I, yeah. Uh, exactly. Uh, I would it's say a, it's not a at visual first. age. Everybody is, you know, you're you're on the screen all the time, and everybody's telling you everything. But we still got to read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's exactly a tough time. you still got to yeah. make sense of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, and we see when they come into our classes, they don't want to be there, you know, because they know it's a struggle for them, and they don't, you know, they've not had the support they've needed, or they've, you know, they've had a gap, or they're from a new district and they've not been through yeah. ours where they've gotten yeah, the support, whatever. right? Yeah. So they, they come into our classes with kind of a negative attitude about it. And we really, as reading specialists, we try to start the year by laying the foundation. We just lay the foundation for those soft skills like perseverance, determination, you know, goal setting. You know, we talk about you. all those things and we're like, this is what you need to do. Like this, this class is going to teach you how to do these things. And once you are, once you get to your grade level here, in this class, it's going to, you know, we, we show them that it, 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 it filters out into their other classes. You know, if you can read well in here, you're going to start understanding social studies a little more. You're going to start yeah. understanding science a little more in math and ELA and all the things. It's Thank just, you. And, and, you know, we, we really just make a point to say that no matter what you do in life, no matter what it is, you're going to have to read. You're going to have to understand how, what you're reading. You know, comprehension is a big thing. And that's what we're seeing with our kids is their vocabulary levels are, are close to grade level. Like they're right there at the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade level. They know the words. But their comprehension levels can be three and four years behind because they don't understand how to put it all together and make sense of it. Wow. And that's what we wow. do is we work to bridge that gap between comprehension and vocabulary and really help those two come together. And when they do and their fluency is on point, then there's hmm. no stopping them. Bridging the gap between – Compre say that again, between comprehension and what was the other word? And Vocabulary. Mm -hmm. and voc I, I never Understand thought of it like the that. Word. That's really, mm -hmm. that's really, and that's, a, that's really what reading is. That's really yes. what reading mm -hmm. is. Gap, yeah, between comprehension and vocabulary, okay, and putting it all together and, then, and having it make sense. Wow, I, I never, never heard anybody explain it, so that was excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean it. And it's also, wow. I think, having the strategies having strategies so when you get into those situations where you where it doesn't make sense what do you do what do you do do you look at the words around it do you you know pull up google and google what the meaning of a word is you know yeah, what yeah. what strategies do you use and we try to teach them those too like what do you do you look around the word 
you, you know, you think about, you, we give them all the things they need so that when they get into those situations, maybe in a core class where they're like, I have no idea what this means, that they can, yeah. they can do it themselves and they don't just sit there and are like, mm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and and so. by, the, by the time you're done with them, they get it. They understand how important it is and what they were missing. I mean, they were missing. You, yes. don't, you don't miss what you don't miss, what you don't know. But exactly. once you see it, uh-huh. yeah. All of a sudden, exactly. oh, well, this is a whole world out there. I can do stuff. It's really cool, interesting conversation. Number four in your article, which I found mm-hmm. interesting, and again, it's about how administrators can help teachers. Okay, it's that uh, Trina is is a middle school reading specialist over in um, Saint Anne, Missouri. Um, so, number four was support teachers' fundraising efforts. Okay, and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm just going to read the first sentence here. Middle school students, this is your words, tend to be extrinsically, I love that word, motivated by food. <laughs> I, by the way, so am yep. I. Chips, soda, candy. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a middle school. You just described me. Okay, chips, soda, <laughs> candy, all of the above. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of these things cost money. Obviously, they do. And if there are multiple mm-hmm. classes that you're teaching, that can add up. Uh, yep. Put that fundraising. What are you using? All uh, I'll just say it again: chips, soda, candy. How are you using that? What? What? what where, where are you taking that? Go for it. That's a great. That is a great question. So, yeah. what I love about what we use with Dreambox is that it lends itself to challenges and competitions. My kids love a good competition. They love either competing against themselves or competing as a class against other classes. So what we do is we set up challenges. We give them a a time frame. We give them a week and say, okay, it's your job this week to either level up, get to the next level of your reading level or your vocabulary level this week. And if you can do that, then these are the prizes you can win. You can win a bag of chips. You can win soda. You can win, (laughs) you know, you can win candy. I mean, and I'm telling you, you put that stuff out in front of middle schoolers and they eat it up. I'm telling you, I have... Uh, it is. I have at least ninety percent of my kids when I put a challenge in front literally. of them. That's funny. Yeah, they, they literally eat it up. Words. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it, it, that's why it gets costly because our kids just love it. You know, they and what they don't realize is they're working toward that snack or that or those sodas, but at the same time they're getting better at reading. It's a whole, it's a win-win situation. They get something for improving and goal setting and meeting their goals, and that's you know that's empowering to them. They love it. They love it, and oh, they it love is. Prize Day when I pull them up and they get to pick their <laughs> chips and soda and whatever other prizes they won. They love it. They eat yeah, it that, up, that, like you said. That, that is that is funny. And I'm going to read this at home in your school. Uh, the reading team had three donors choose projects. This is interesting, everybody. Get completely funded. And you guys yes. won 1500 bucks in grant money from local organizations that supported. So the, obviously the administrator said, okay, go with this. Okay, what, what yes, do you have to they do were this? Fully what were the, what'd you, I would hope so, and I think it's great. You got the grant money from like Rotary Club or whatever. What were the, how did you win it? What were the, well, what the, the fifteen hundred came from our our local Missouri Retired Teachers Association. Oh, nice. Um, they're they're always looking to fund projects within schools, and Holman is a really. There's a lot of people at my school that apply for these funds. So we we decided we would do a grant for prizes. We would do a grant for books, you know, to get new books into our classrooms, Great. and also Great. do a grant for supplies. 
you know, all the things we use to, you know, to print awards and to sticky sure. notes and, and Sharpies and things like that. And we put all three of them out there, and we won them all. It was just crazy. We were hoping oh, to maybe get one, but that's we got fun. all three. <laughs> that's, that's fun. So it was that's great. fun. That's fun. That's great. It Congratulations. Was. Okay, the reading Thank team. You. All right. And the last one I want to go over with you, and I like this. Again, we're talking to Trina, but she was talking to administrators in her article. Number five, support teachers in taking risks. Now, I like that. Okay. And you wrote here, administrators can help teachers get out of their comfort zones by creating a safe mm-hmm. space to try, make mistakes, learn from them, etc. Give an example of what happened. How's, how's it all working out over at Holman? Well, and we, the district. And I want to give credit to the district. I want to give credit to the Pattonville district too, not just your Holman administrators, but yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's it's really yeah, been the point. top down, just a, a yeah. really big push for personalized learning over the last five years or so. And our our administration, our upper administration and our principals really gave us the space and said, Hey, you know, this is one Good. of our school standards that we're gonna work toward, one of our goals, you know, that for your professional learning and she and they basically said, Try whatever try whatever you're comfortable with and be okay with failure. Be okay with it not working and be ready to try something else, you know, and this and adopting this program and what we've been doing with it kind of fell into that. You know, we, we, dif- we differentiated our seating so that kids could sit in comfortable places. We have couches wow. and beanbags and rugs and things like that Good. where we can sit. Good. Um, we allow students time to just learn, you know, set their own schedule. Like we have routines, but within that time space, they choose how they do that. They choose to do their lessons first or to read their book first or to do X, Y, Z. So they have a lot of choice and voice in our classes. So we were able to try those things. We tried, you know, we tried a lot of things. A lot of things didn't work, you know, but we found a lot of things that worked well and our principals and our upper administration were all, they were all for it. And they were all very supportive of us raising this money because we have a budget. We have a reading budget, but it's, you know, it would stretch oh, maybe a semester of with course. what we want to do. So the they bu- were, the budgets, they were the all budgets about, are never enough. The budgets are never no, enough. No, no. Let me just and make we're that always point. paying out of our pockets. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what we do. I know because you do. we love what we do. <laughs> but one of my teammates, yeah. we had a new teammate last year, and she said, you know, there's money out there. Let's go find it. You know, so yeah, she was kind of spearheading is. this donors choose and, and the MRTA grants. And, you know, we ended up with a lot of money to be able to spend this year, which was has been amazing and it's really benefited our kids in so many awesome ways. Uh, I think that's wonderful. And, and 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 to be allowed to do it again, the teacher teachers are, you know, top top flight professionals, but they got to report to somebody, somebody else on top of them is in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And exactly. for those people, and it's important for those people, they come out of education. They all come out of the classroom. They need to go to that as they, as they work their schools and work their districts and make sure that the yes. teachers have everything they need. This was a good article and great conversation, Trina. Thank you. Okay. This Thank is you. Just terrific. I appreciate you kidding me. It was, a, it was a blast. You're terrific. Okay. Continue. Good Thank fortune. you. You're really good at what you do. Okay. You're well, really thank good you. At what I appreciate thank that. You. Well, thank you for being here. You have a great day. Enjoy. I will. Thank you, you got so a vacation. Much. You have a vacation day Monday, right? I do. I mean, there you ask any teacher when Martin Luther King Day and President's Day are, and they know. They know yeah, when the next day is off. So, yeah. There you go. Have a Looking good long weekend. Looking forward to my weekend. long weekend. <laughs>
<laughs> Have a great one. Thanks, Trina. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. Nice teacher. Nice, nice love. Yeah. She's reflective of a lot of teachers. Okay. And by the way, Missouri had a bad day yesterday with the uh, shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, victory parade. And uh, we wish everybody over there the best. All right. We really do. Just bad. It's, it's bad any day, but it's so much worse during a big celebration like that. What can I tell you? Yeah, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Please go over, check out everything we do over there. Trina, thank you so much. Everybody have a good day.